Thank you for downloading this month's podcast of BJOG Editor's Choice with Deputy Editor-in-Chief Michael Marsh. The term laborist was first coined in 2003 and describes a physician whose sole focus of practice is treating the patient in labour. It was argued that a labour system would decrease workload, increase job satisfaction, provide better patient care and lead to decreased malpractice liability for hospitals. Surveys of US and UK obstetricians and gynaecologists indicate that about one in eight senior clinicians now fall into this category. However, it remains unclear whether the continuous presence of a senior obstetrician on the labour ward positively influences outcome variables. This may be in part because the presence of senior obstetricians on the labour ward may not influence the delivery outcomes of low-risk women. In the June issue of BJOG, Reef and colleagues report the results of a study of the influence of time and day and presence of a senior obstetrician on the outcomes of low-risk and high-risk cases. This was a population-based prospective cohort study of the deliveries of over 87,000 neonates born between 2004 and 2015 in 10 public hospitals in Austria. Their primary composite outcome measure was severe adverse outcome and the odds ratio for severe adverse events during the night compared with daytime was 1.35. There were no significant differences in neonatal outcome comparing weekdays and weekends, and office hours and shifts. They found that the presence of senior obstetric staff was associated with management of high-risk cases, which is not surprising, but it's gratifying that their presence appeared to be protective against adverse events in high-risk pregnancies. Management of uncomplicated deliveries by less experienced staff showed no negative impact on perinatal outcome. The results of this study did not show a weekend effect, and in this and in other respects, the findings are not in accord with some of the studies on the subject. This is discussed within the paper and in an accompanying commentary. The findings of this paper suggest that getting a better balance in the expertise of labour ward staff for low and high-risk cases during the day and night could be more important than the minute-to-minute continuous involvement of senior obstetric staff in the labour ward out of hours. It has been proposed that within the continuum of maternal health care in a global context, two extreme situations exist, too little too late and too much too soon. Too little too late describes care with inadequate resources, below evidence-based standards, or care withheld or unavailable until it is too late to help, and is associated with high maternal mortality and morbidity. Too much too soon equates to the routine over-medicalisation of normal pregnancy and birth. Too much too soon includes unnecessary use of non-evidence-based interventions, and the use of interventions that can be life-saving when used appropriately, but harmful when applied routinely or overused. On a smaller scale, the labourist could be faced with the same dilemma when they're on the labour ward. Getting this balance right is one of the labourist's most important challenges, and administrators have the difficult task of ensuring that all senior staff labourists are giving appropriate roles within an obstetric unit. Whether a healthcare provider is getting this balance right could be determined by the development of maternity indicators from administrative data, something that may become possible when systems like the National Maternity and Perinatal Audit in the UK are in place. 
In our June issue, Geary and co-workers described the stepwise approach they are using to develop indicators to compare the performance of maternity units using hospital administrative data in the UK. This new audit in England, Scotland and Wales links existing data sources rather than introducing new bespoke data collections solely for the purposes of audit and follows the lead of the Scandinavian countries and Australia. Although this process has had initial teething problems with data collection and interpretation, the processes described in the paper are likely to show us which units are getting the balance right. These processes include explicit data quality checks, risk-adjusting hospital results for differences in patient case mix, and clinical and lay input at all stages. Throwing money at a problem is not always a solution, especially so in healthcare, as the amount of money spent might or influence outcomes, particularly in the developed world setting. In this issue, Zoo and colleagues report the results of an examination of hospital variation in cost of childbirth hospitalisations and identify factors that contribute to that variation in 220 hospitals in California. Perhaps their most important finding was that higher cost hospitals did not have better outcomes, suggesting potential opportunities to enhance value in care. Thank you for listening to this month's BJOG Editor's Choice. We have been reporting the best research in women's health since 1902. We are keen to hear your views. Tweet us at Tweets. You can find more podcasts at www.bjog.org.